0: Texas 512 is part of the Texas Podcast Network, for conversations changing the world, brought to you by the University of Texas at Austin. The opinions expressed in this podcast represent the views of the host and not the University of Texas at Austin. This is Sam Torres, Texas Longhorn fan, native Austinite, admissions counselor, and your host with the most. And this is Texas 512. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Texas 512. This is your host with the most, Sam Torres. It has been a while. It probably doesn't seem for like it for y'all because um, we've been uploading episodes, but I've been on a bit of a hiatus, but it is good to be back and we are coming back with a bang. Um, today, I have a very special guest um, that I am very excited to have on and learn a little bit more about one of the schools here at UT Austin. But um, instead of me explaining who they are, Dr. Sam, Samuel Moore, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us who you are? Sure.
1: Yeah. First off, you know, like good name, Sam. Great name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Dr. Sam Moore. I'm a director for outreach and diversity for the Jackson School of Geosciences. And um, you want more about what I do? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. You know, well, my titles are outreach and diversity. You know, um, what I do is uh, in, in terms of the National Science Foundation, is try to broaden participation in the geosciences because of all the sciences uh, that are tracked by the National Science Foundation the geosciences has about the worst track record as far as uh, students that are that are not uh that are are underrepresented. Awesome,
0: yeah. And we will talk about that a little bit later because I'm curious to dive a little bit deeper into the work you do as well as like the importance of the work that you do within this particular field. Uh, But first things first, of course, most people are familiar with how our podcast goes and we want to get a little bit of a warm up in here, get to know our guests a little bit and ask some fun questions. But before we go into that, we're just going to go throw it to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get to know a little bit more about Dr. Sam Moore. We'll be right back. And we're back. So I want to start things off by trying to get all the puns out of the way. Um, you know, whenever people think geosciences, of course, they think of geology. When people think of geology, they think of rocks. And so right. <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and get those out of the way right now. Yeah, yeah. I think that this is um, this is appropriate. You know, on our podcast, we tend to ask our guests about their music taste. And so what kind of music do you like to rock out to? And what's one song that no matter your mood, Dude, always gets your spirits up.
1: Okay. Uh, well, you know, I listen to a little bit of everything, uh, you know, because I grew up in a household where um, my, my dad, you know, he's from he's from, from the South. So he would listen to, you know, get this country music. Uh, you know, so, you know, I've heard Freddie Fender. I don't know if you know Freddie Fender. Uh, this guy named Tex Ritter. Uh, and then you're, you're Johnny Cash. Uh, mm. But then he was also a big gospel fan. So we would hear this is this, this gospel great Mahalia Jackson, you know, in the house on Sundays his dad was, you know, prepping us to go to church. Uh, and then he also, um, he didn't listen to jazz, uh, but he had this huge jazz collection that this guy entrusted him to to keep, this disc jockey, because he knew, you know, people just trusted my dad like that. Mm-hmm. So I knew about jazz, but I really got turned on to jazz and fusion jazz by my brother-in-law, uh, you know, Ralph Lee, um, you know, so I listened to a lot of fusion jazz. Um, anything else that I catch, it's usually, you know, just, you know, it used to be catching on the radio or used to be getting a CD or there's getting podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I, I listen to some, some hip hop. Um, you know, I listen to, I listen to a little to everything. Uh, when I work out, you know, I, I listen to Fleetwood Mac. Uh, when I want to chill, i listen to Sade. Um, you know, there's this guy, Brian Culbertson that my brother-in-law told me about that. I started listening to some, uh, there's just some old fusion fusion people like Lenny White, uh, Stanley Clark uh, that, that I listen to so I listen to a little bit of
0: everything that's awesome and you're maybe the the second guest ever that has come on and told me that they like country music or that they listen to country music surprisingly (laughs) i mean we live in texas but apparently it's not as popular here in austin and to be honest i didn't like it until i moved out to west texas for about five years and i've talked about this before so i won't go too into it but i've I've grown to love country music except you know it's more of like the newer stuff and some people are like that's not country so i I do listen to a little bit of 90s and I've, i've heard some johnny cash so i think we can connect on that level um and then you know what what's one song what's that one song that just always gets your spirits up
1: Well, you know my my wife would tell you that i don't know the name of any of the songs i listen to i'm <laughs> serious because I, I used to when there was the age of you know get this cassette cassette tapes yeah uh we had met and she was looking at my collection and it's like why are there no names on here how do you know who's who i, said, well, I got a numbering system and so I put the numbers and I put them in his book. So I never know who, you know, I had to look it up. So, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you what the song is, but there's this artist that I listen to named Pat Metheny. Okay. Um, you know, and just about anything that he does, you know, I can kind of chill listen to that. Uh, and, you know, just to kind of, to, to, to kick back, uh, to lower the blood pressure, um, yeah. just kind of, you know, just kind of regroup.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing I wanted to, to ask you about is that, you know, we're slowly starting to approach some sense of normalcy. I don't know if you've, I can even say that. Just I don't even want to jinx anything. But but things seem seem to be getting better um, given the current circumstances with this pandemic. You know, vaccines are rolling out. All the adults are eligible. And so recently, because of that, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this past year and how much things have you know how much has happened how much has changed you know some folks ended up having a lot more time on their hands during this quarantine i know i definitely was one of them considering i no longer had to commute to work and that was a you know a big part of my day being stuck in austin traffic um and some folks may have started some new hobbies so i wanted to ask you if there were any like quarantine hobbies that you attempted to start that you've already given up on or is there one that you still got going <laughs> on <laughs>
1: You know, I, 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 music used to be my hobby. Okay. Because you know, my, my, my wife, she's always trying to, to, to goad me. And it's like, get a new system, get a new system. And it's like, no, family's priority. I can't spend another, you know, $1,000, 2000 on a new system. Um, and I've got a granddaughter, uh, you know, so a lot of time goes to her. You know, so I really haven't had a chance to pick up a hobby. It's just trying to catch up on some of these, these, these you know, house tasks that you have to do. Yeah. Um, you know, so I haven't really had extra time that's you know, uh-huh. weird you know because i mean you know when, when you talk to people about meetings you're like why don't we keep making zoom meetings back to back just because we don't have to walk to the next meeting right you could give yourself a break uh you know so i haven't really picked up anything new that's pretty sad you know, but that's <laughs> i haven't had extra time um I, i've i've had more flex in my time so I've been able to help my, my daughter. You know, she's a single mom. You know, so if there was extra time, we spent it helping her because you know when she had lost her daycare, uh, you know, it, it was just her. You know, so we had to pitch in more than we were pitching in before i um, I guess if I got a new hobby,
0: it's, 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 it just doesn't sound great, but it's my granddaughter, <laughs> she no, takes my mind off of stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely great. It's a, I mean, I think it's a better answer than I would have given. I've probably just been watching more TV. If anything, there was one point I actually was considering, uh, you know, I, I had always wanted to learn to play the guitar and back in, in like high school and middle school, I played saxophone. So I was like, I, ah, you know, it should translate pretty easily. Right No. I, I looked at guitar price. And I asked like a friend that did play guitar and he's just like, oh, well, you, you can't get anything less than this price. And I was just like, you know what? What's the point of me buying a guitar if I didn't give up on it within like a week or two? So right. I think yeah. I think it's better that, you know, I didn't invest any time into new hobbies. <laughs> um, well, well, speaking in pastimes, and, and, you know, this quarantine um, and here comes another cheesy pun. But you, you won't get it at first, but but I'll, I'll, I'll you'll you'll get it. Um,
1: I've, I've heard your puns on the podcast. I you
0: know, to it. <laughs> really <laughs> great. <laughs> so you, you got an idea of, of how yeah. things go here. But uh, well, basically, you know, during quarantine, as I just mentioned, I've started to watch a lot more TV. And one of the things that I kind of got back back into was wrestling. As a kid, I used to like watch, you know, the WWE like growing up. And I remember when people tell me they're like, you know, that's fake, right? And I'd be like, no, no, it's not, no, it's not. Um, and so I got back into it, and it's like a different perspective because now I'm older and I understand that, you know, the stunts are real, but like the acts are, you know, it's choreographed. Um, but you know, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, the rock, that's his stage name. If you were a wrestler, (laughs) what would your stage name be? And what would your signature move be?
1: (laughs) Oh man. That's a good one. Stage name. You know, I, I, I never had a, you know, like any nicknames, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but in, but in school when I was, when I was cool. Um, I came up with a nickname for myself because uh, mm-hmm. my name is Sam Moore. Uh-huh. Well, I put it together: did S, comma M, O, R, E. So, like, some more, like the cookies, some more. Okay. cookies. Yeah. So, if I was going to be a wrestler, I'd be some more. And my, I guess my 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 signature move would be the some more. You know, where I just you know put some chocolate under the guy <laughs> and come up with it and just <laughs> smash it with a grand cracker on top and be like <laughs> some more.
0: I love that. I love that so much. That is not at all what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but that definitely wasn't what I was expecting. Thank you for being open minded to that question. I was kind of scared to ask. (laughs) Well, okay, great. Well, thank you so much for answering some of these silly questions and putting up with my rock puns. Uh, We're going to go ahead and throw it to a quick break. And whenever we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what geosciences is and what the Jackson School of Geosciences can offer prospective students. So don't go away. We will be right back.
1: I'm Jessica Weisinger.
0: I'm Rudy Moya.
1: I'm Maria Rios. I'm Jocelyn Rivera. And you're listening to Texas 512 with Sam Torres.
0: And we are back. So now I kind of want to start talking about, you know, more, more of like what you do as well as more about geosciences. So I feel like just from previous experiences with talking to folks is I feel like, like younger students don't really know what geosciences is or what that can do for them. You know, even whenever I went to school, I knew very little folks that that were studying geosciences. A lot of times if they wanted to go into something similar or related, they would end up going into engineering. And and I went to school in West Texas. So we had a lot of petroleum engineering majors out there. And so I kind of wanted to see if you could give our listeners a little bit more perspective, a little bit more information on what exactly this field of study is and what kind of careers can students. To pursue with a geosciences degree?
1: Yeah, the, the geosciences, uh, you know, sometimes it'll go by the geosciences uh, to be more uh, uh, inclusive or everything it covers. Sometimes it'll go by the earth sciences, uh, you know, but then people will miss the, the atmospheric sciences, the ocean sciences. Uh, you know, so the, the geosciences or the earth and atmospheric and ocean sciences is a study of uh, the, the, the different systems of the earth. You know, so you've got the systems like the lithosphere. You know, which is, is up until, until you get to the mantle, uh, then you've got the, the atmosphere, uh, you've got the hydrosphere, uh, you have the cryosphere, which is which is, you know, all of the, the ice surfaces, you know, you've got the, the, the biosphere, which is, is, you know, all the plants and the geoscientist studies the interconnectedness of those systems. Uh, you know, just like the human body is made up of, of a different types of systems, you know, the respiratory system, pulmonary system. Well, it's, 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 it's a similar. You know, so we even are starting to, to tell students that a good new pre-med major is a geoscientist because we study systems. And when you become a doctor, you're going to study systems. And then to take that even further, you're going to study the systems of the human body and how they interact with the systems of the earth, uh, which is another area that we're starting to talk call, called geo health you know so it's 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 the study of the, you know, the interconnectedness of the systems um how that how that makes changes in the earth uh that affect us you know affect our quality of life um either by you know breathing in bad air or which would be the result of rocks for millions of years being ground up and now uh, you know, and minerals becoming toxins in the air or whether it's, you know, another interaction where some of those toxins getting into the into the water and then, be, you know, creating bad water. You know, lead is as a mineral, you know, and getting that into the water. You know, so when, when people start thinking about it, it's like, oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Everything is kind of like geoscience related. Uh, people usually think of the geoscientists like the Jackson School. Historically, you know, we've been to the oil, oil and gas school. You know, so when oil and gas was good, parents were saying, yeah, go to Dakota to Jackson School and get your degree to work with one of those oil and gas companies. Well, now the oil and gas companies don't even call themselves oil and gas companies, they're energy companies. Uh, there's one company that used to be called Stat Oil. Their name is now, get this, Equinor. Tell me. Um, <laughs> um, Shell Oil Company does not refer to itself as Shell Oil Company. It's Shell. Um, you know, so they the the, the 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 historical oil and gas companies um, understand you know what's coming, and one of the things that geoscientists have always studied are, are different mineral sources and different energy sources. Uh, you know, so it's it's a pretty broad broad field, and we're trying to to open students' eyes to to what more you can do with it. And you you said some of the areas they can get into. So, you know, historically, it's oil and gas. You know, so people wanted to get with ExxonMobil because, you know, they make good money when when the economy's going. Um... You know, but there are other areas, you know, there's this is called USGS, US, the USGS, the United States Geological Survey, which is a federal agency, um, and you can work with them and because they work in all areas, uh, you know, from if you like, if you like, you know, if you like the water, you know, they do a lot of work in rivers, um, oceans. Um, if you like forests, you know, they do a lot of work in forests. Um, you know, so the USGS is, is kind of like one of those federal jobs, you know, but then there's the Department of Energy you know, they look at geosciences too, because they are looking for people that they can tell them about different energy sources. Um, and it goes even further, you know, we have one of the students that went to pr- through the program called GeoForce. Now she's working for Frost Bank with her geoscience degree, because they have an environmental, uh, environmental investments, uh, branch. And so she knows the earth. She knows the environment. So she has a job there. Uh, you know. So there are just different areas that students can can get engaged in. Uh, you know that we have to to, to educate them more about
0: definitely yeah and that's why i was really excited to do this episode because even myself you know i i know very little about the field of geosciences you know i'm familiar to a certain extent about geology you know and and that a lot of times people in this field end up going into oil and gas or energy but it's it's really you know fascinating to hear how versatile the field actually is and how many things you can actually get into so if if you you know students if you have like a genuine genuine an interest in this kind of stuff. I mean, it's like there's so many different paths that you can take, and I think that that's really beautiful. I mean, it kind of goes along with how UT is like it's very, you know, versatile and and you're able to get an education and and customize it to what you want to ultimately do. Um, So you kind of started talking about this a little bit earlier, but now I kind of wanted to to talk a little bit more about the work that you do within the Jackson School of Geosciences. Um, If you can elaborate a little bit further. On that, I know you already said it a little bit in the beginning, but also, since you are the Director of Outreach and Diversity, I wanted to also ask you, why is diversity important in this particular field? Well,
1: there's there's this when people talk about um, broadening participation, the way the NSF puts it um, in, in STEM fields, uh, you know, they, they, they will say, so where do you start? And some people will say, well, you got to get them, you know, in, in high school when they're starting to make choices about college. Uh, you know, what I concentrate on is actually I like to focus on you know preparing future faculty, uh, you know, but if the students don't have people that look like them teaching them, this isn't going to work. Um, you know, so I had some success with that because I really believe that, you know, that that you need people in the classroom that look like you so that you can aspire to it. You know, so we work uh, with um Having students to see people to look like them, even though there are a few people, uh, BIPOC and in, in, in geoscientists, they're out there. Uh, you know, so we have this one program that we started up called, you know, Future, uh, Future Postdocs, Future Faculty, where we bring them in to give talks so that the actual faculty can see them and realize, oh, they are out there. We need to keep them in mind when we have an opening. Uh, but then also so that, you know, like young women at the Anne Richard Young Women Academy can see them. Because that's one of our partners so these these young ladies get to see scientists that look like them and they are just giddy you know the, the teacher says you know they were good while you were here you know but when when y'all left you know myself and the guests it's like oh they were just all over themselves you know to see somebody that looks like them and to to be talking the language of science at that level is just amazing because these are people that are working on their PhDs, you know, or they're just completing their PhDs. Um, you know, so that's what I, I, I worked on in, in, a, in a systemic way, working on it at faculty level. You know, I kind of figured, you know, this K to gray, you know, I can't cover it all. Where's an area I can, you know, make a niche and make a difference? And I decided that was going to be undergraduate research. Because that's that's because those undergrads, they can go back into the high schools to be models and then they go on to be graduate students to become faculty. And then they reach back and get graduate students that look like them into their labs. Um, and that's that's been happening. You know, I tell people about a couple of uh, young men because I haven't been able to find some of the young women. Uh, they can tell me though where they are that have gone on. One guy is up at, uh, at UT Dallas. Uh, he just got tenured a couple of years ago. Um, there's another young man that's at Northwestern University. Um, and when I was there, we actually bumped into each other. I didn't know he was there. You know, our offices were, were across the alley from each other, uh, you know, and he's a full professor, full professor. Um, you know, so those young people, you know, were, have, have, have made an impact. Uh, now they're drawing other people into their labs, you know, so the undergraduate research area that I really believe uh, can make a difference. And then I work with the future faculty, you know, so uh, a part of them coming here to do talks is so they can talk to to the current faculty and get connected. So that if they get a job, even someplace else, then they have somebody they can reach out to, uh, to collaborate on research because that's a big part of your junior portfolio. You have to show that you have collaborative research. So that's what I do. Uh, you know, I do it at all levels. Uh, Lately, I've been focusing at the the, the graduate and the faculty level because those people will reach back
0: and bring other people along. So it's almost like one big pipeline, right? You have to like... But you have to like pay attention to every single part of the pipeline um, in order to have, you know, that successful full cycle. Right. And I think it, it was really interesting that you talked about even starting like younger middle school, because I, I think back and I think back at the algebra teacher that I had. And I ended up, you know, yeah. dropping out of algebra because she just wasn't a great teacher. Um, <laughs> long story short, I ended up in lunch detention for whatever reason. But I just, you know, I, I quit, you know, and I'm. I was just never that great at math, Um, but but to think that, you know, going back and and if there was something similar to what y'all do that may have changed like the course of, of my life and it may have even change yeah. the course of a lot of people's life because as a kid I did like science I really did and but you know slowly I guess I just didn't have that same inspiration but I think it's it, again going back to the whole pipeline thing it like it starts early then you you bring them in to college and then they're you know people of color in geosciences and you're bringing them out to all these different things and then they see these uh, postdoc students that, that are also people of color it's just, just interesting to hear like that whole you know thing how that all works um that's so great so i mean speaking of students and of course you know your your job is in outreach um our podcast reaches a lot of prospective students it's it's catered to prospective students i mean it's for everyone but of course a lot of prospective students tend to listen to our podcast so i want to give you the opportunity. To tell our prospective students who are about to begin their applications you know there are some juniors that are fixing to apply in august why should they study at the ut austin jackson school of geosciences you've already given us some good reasons but let's seal the deal here
1: yeah sure well you were talking in terms of pipelines so that, that's the language that the National science foundation used to use uh you know used to talk about you know it's, it's getting this pipeline uh and, the dump, and, and and they used to talk in terms of there are leaks in the pipeline uh, you know, that's where people were dropping out, you know, like in the eighth grade uh, because they were adopting out, uh, out of geometry because they probably didn't have a Mr. Hildreth, my, ge- my algebra teacher in eighth grade, an African-American male. You know, so that worked. <laughs> uh, now the language, though, is uh, pathways. You know, so they don't talk about pipeline. They really talk about pathways. What's the path to a career as a geoscientist? Um, you know, so when we talk to students, you know, when, you, when you're applying to uh, to the University of Texas, you know, we'll work with you on a pathway to the geosciences. And one of the, the great things about coming here, uh, even though we're known as one of the largest um, earth science programs in the country, uh, total when in the, in the heyday, uh, you know, before I came on board, um, there were, there were 800 students in the whole, in the whole, Jackson School, 400 undergrads, 400 grads, you know, now there's, you know, close to 230 undergrads and, you know, about 200, about the same number, 230 graduate students. So we tell students, it's like being at a really, really small liberal arts school, being at the Jackson School of Geoscientists, because there's 500 students in the whole school, undergrad and grad. So, you know, you become part of a family. Uh, We've got uh, the the, the geology Jackson Geology building, which was remodeled a couple of years ago, where we have what's called the Holland Student Center. And that's your student center. Uh, You know, so a lot of colleges don't have that on campus. So since we only have, you know, about 500 students max, that space works for us. Think about it. Uh, You know, but because we are small, you know, you can get some attention that you can't get in a larger college. Uh, So, you know, it, it can be personalized. You know, there's there's my team that'll be there to help you uh, also. uh, You know, so if you like science and engineering uh, and math, look at the geosciences. Look at the Jackson School of Geosciences. Uh, You know, we've got alumni. You know, there's not many alumni of color, but they're out there. I've I've started introducing some of the students applying this year. We're going to start introducing them to those those alumni, Um, you know, and they're eager to talk to people and to mentor people. Um, you know, and we have good connections with, with scientists of color and the geoscientists across the country that we bring in. And like I said, to talk to Dan Richards School and they can talk to you here at the, at the Jackson School too. So you can find out what, what, what's the pathway that you need to follow, uh, to get to one of those careers in the geosciences. So, you know, you, you can do good by coming here, uh, because you belong to be here at a world class institution. Uh, you know, where there's world class resources. And, you know, we'd love to see you here at the University of Texas and the Jackson School of Geosciences.
0: Very beautifully said. And I see why you have the job that you do. Um, you sold me. I'm about to go back and apply uh, for a second undergrad degree. Um, well, thank you so much, Dr. Moore, for everything that you've uh, talked about today. I really appreciate you taking the time to have a conversation with me. But of course, we've come to that time in the podcast where. I wrap things up, but before I do, I let my guests go ahead and plug whatever they want. So, Dr. Moore, the floor is now yours.
1: Wow. Well, we're actually starting what's called an Earth Science Scholars, uh, you know, which is a cohort of students that will come in together and we'll we'll keep them together as a cohort, you know, for the whole four years. And we want to get those students connected with a lab right away. You know, so you won't necessarily be in a lab doing research, but you'll be connected with the research group right away. You'll be hearing in their meetings, you know, what they're working on. So they are the, 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 the faculty, the research science and the graduate students. And some of those graduate students will become mentors to you. Uh, and that's a way to take advantage of being at a research university. Uh, it's not a bad word. Research big, is not a bad word. Research from the research, the teaching comes from the teaching, the service comes. And when you come here to the, to the Jackson School at the University of Texas, you've got world-class research that impacts society, changes lives uh, in all areas. And you know, it's, this is the place where you can be the change uh, by doing research and a research career. Um, and you don't have to go into a research career because the research skills that you learn, you can use in different fields. So you know, that's something that we have going on that we hope you'll, you'll check out. Um, And, you know, this is another reason to think about the University of Texas at
0: Austin. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And again, just want to show my appreciation for what you do as well as for the time that you have taken to talk to me today. Uh, But that brings us to the end of our podcast. This has been Sam Torres, your host with the most stay cool, stay hydrated and hook them horns.